Hello, I'm Milton Jones. I was on the bus the other day and there was a bloke reading a newspaper and he said, Do you think we should be in Afghanistan? I said, Well, I've only paid to Hounslow. <laughs> if you've got a sat nav, don't put the name of the company you're visiting into it. I tried to take some mayonnaise back the other day, ended up in Hellman Province. <laughs> So here I am, Milton Jones, the world's most successful lorry driver. Business is good, and my annual turnover is usually somewhere on the M25. <laughs> so strap yourselves in for the long haul that is another case of Milton Jones. Today, my company is celebrating taking delivery of its 1,000th lorry. Right, that's the last of the bunting up, Milton. The press and the dignitaries are all assembled to celebrate your achievements in the world of transport and communication. Did you get my note about booking Hugh Laurie and Van Morrison to appear on the platform? Uh, I read that as huge Laurie and Van from Morrison's. Never mind. <laughs> ah, here's the Minister for Transport, Sir Brian Morgan. So? Milton, we need to be nice to him. He's responsible for all the roads and roadworks in Britain. Oh, is he now? Ah, Milton! Sorry, so you can't come straight towards me. What? There's a diversion. You have to go down the steps, round the back of the platform, follow the yellow signs for miles and miles, and then all of a sudden the signs will run out for no reason at all. <laughs> but uh, I can't see any works actually going on. Annoying, isn't it? <laughs> oh, very well. Here I... Whoa! Mind the slip road. <laughs> Minister, perhaps you'd like to step into our hospitality tent? Yeah, very well. It's just through here. Oh, hello, dearie. Come and take the weight off. This is Milton's mother, Beryl, who runs our lorry driver's cafeteria. Right, love. You'll be wanting bacon, eggs, chips, sausages, beans, Ah, mum's legendary all-day breakfast. Chips, mushrooms, black pudding, beans. Toast, tomatoes, mushrooms, ash browns and a fried slice. 24 hours exactly. <laughs> right, I better pop the grill on. Oh, just a drink for me. No problem, I'll just make all that into a smoothie. No, actually, just a cup of tea will do. Or perhaps the minister would like something stronger. No, no, not for me, I'm driving. Not anymore, you're not. You left your car in a loading bay and it was towed away. <laughs> there were no signs. How on earth was I supposed to know that? Annoying, isn't it? <laughs> Shall we go back outside? There they go, our fleet of lorries. Of course, the thousandth lorry could be here at any moment. Oh, it's very impressive. So what do all these lorries carry? Well, I believe that one's carrying kettle chips, so obviously it's only a third full. <laughs> it's time for Milton's speech. Very well. <clears throat> Just give the minister an insight into how you built this company up from nothing into an amazing success. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a proud moment for me. Getting to a thousand lorries has been an uphill struggle. I'm very proud to say that looking back now, I can see a huge tailback. <laughs> Driving's in my blood. My great-grandfather was one of those men at the turn of the last century who used to walk in front of a car with a red flag. Gradually, of course, cars became quicker, and he was eventually run over. <laughs> we can celebrate on this great day for the company. I only wish my brother could be here to witness this moment. He drives lorries for parcel force, so... He only calls around when I'm out. <laughs> anyway, here comes the 1,000th lorry now. Ah, um, 
Apparently it's stuck in roadworks on the M6. It'll be another few minutes. Well, I have to get back, and you've taken my car, and the last train's gone. Get the bus. It doesn't come for an hour. Here's a pound. Well, that won't get me two stops. Annoying, isn't it? Milton, 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 Milton Jones. Hey! And so I told the waiting crowd how my ancestors had been drivers since before the wheel was invented. Of course, it was a lot harder to drive then, <laughs> let alone steer. And hamsters were a lot more bored. <laughs> One of my ancestors had the first chariot with a windscreen. On his side, it said Ben, and his girlfriend's side, it said her. <laughs> Thinking about it, even as a child, when my friends got out their toy cars and scale electric sets... I always prefer to bring along my lorry. Come on, Billy, let's start the race. Your Ferrari versus my Lotus. Quick, before Milton gets here. But surely Milton's lorry's really easy to beat. No, you don't understand. Oh, no, he's here. <laughs> my family ran a taxi firm, but my sense of direction was so bad I was sent to a specialist in Harley Street. But as I entered the suburbs of Glasgow... <laughs> I couldn't help feeling that I would probably never be cured. Getting a job with the firm all rested on whether I'd passed my special taxi driver exams. When he learned I'd failed, my dad took it the hardest. In fact, he talked about leaving the taxi business. And one day, without warning, he pulled out without any indication. <laughs> so there I was, alone and directionless. Then suddenly one day, I was passed by a massive vehicle, gleaming in the sunlight with lights blazing, conquering all before it. At that moment, I knew what I wanted to be. A lorry. <laughs> or failing that, run a small haulage company. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ceremony. Milton, I think something big is about to arrive. You're right. I knew I shouldn't have had those two all-day breakfasts. <laughs> There's 48 hours of my life I won't get back again. <laughs> definitely get some of it back again in a minute, dear. No, Milton, I, I meant it's your thousandth lorry. Wow. Oh, that is better. <laughs> that is an astonishing vehicle. It must be at least... 15 foot high with gleaming silver sides and, what, 20 headlamps? Where on earth could a lorry like that have come from? Howdy, y'all. Name's Chet Sidewinder McGraw III, and I'm mighty darn pleased to meet you folks. Of course, Japan. <laughs> nope, I'm from Texas, the same state as the bushes. That's nothing. I used to live in the bushes. There must be some mistake. She's at least twice the size of the lorry I ordered. Yep, well, your truck's in the back of my truck. I want the big one. Milton, sadly, our finances don't allow... Big one, big one, big one, big one. Well, here are the keys. Oh, I'd rather have the truck. I'm giving you the truck. Actually, Chet, we rather call them lorries in the UK, not trucks. Whatever, white shirt guy. Milton, pay me for the truck. Lorry, when you can. I can do better than that, Chet. How about coming to work for me? Milton, I'm your business partner. We built this empire together. We can talk about this later on, Anton. I'm going to perform the ceremony. I declare this thousandth truck open. Milton? Yeah? You've just cut through the fan belt. <laughs> I'd always wanted to drive a lorry, 
And eventually, I managed to get a job for a big intercontinental freight company. The rules were very strict, and the supervisor would often ring to check we were sticking to our allotted hours. I remember my first overnight run. Everything all right there, Milton? Oh, yes. Just getting ready to spend the first night in the cab. Have you remembered your checklist? All down bed, operational. Sleeping bag unrolled. Milk warmed. Lie down, eye mask on, and lights out. Good night. Milton? What? Oh, yes, stop the lorry and pull over! (laughs) At the moment I got home, I was so proud. I wanted to show Mum and Anton immediately. Well, it's a lovely lorry, dear. It certainly is. All set for a life on the road. Speed regulator, six-wheel ABS braking, and what's that? That's the tachometer. And what does that do? That keeps count of the number of tacos I eat. (laughs) No, it says 44,000. And your point is? (laughs) Oh, dear. Shall we look inside the cab? I'd give it a minute if I were you. (laughs) We immediately went into business together, based at my mum's thriving roadside calf. Dozens of lorries came and went, mainly delivering ingredients for mum's breakfasts. (laughs) Once we even experimented with giant cereal floating in a swimming pool of milk. Although I hurt myself, but apparently the best thing to do if you fall off a ricicle is to get right back on again. (laughs) In those early days, things were so much simpler. Sausage, bacon, sausage, beans, toast, tea and a slice. Well, thank you, Mrs Jones, but I think I'd prefer the healthy option. What? I'll scrape it all in the bin and give you an apple. Delicious, let's go with that. Milton, shall we sit? Now, Anton, I think we should change the name of the company. Well... Man with a van seems to work quite well. Although I suppose there are two of us. How about two men with a pen? Well, it certainly rhymes, but you've lost the van, haven't you? (laughs) Maybe. I don't believe it after all our work. Two all-day breakfasts for a man with a van? I think we're changing it to a guy who's going to cry. Oh, chin up. The lads in here say there's always stuff want shifting. Beryl, I'm sorry. I fear you wouldn't understand the intricacies of running a narrow-margin international freight business. Oh, you're right. Don't listen to me. Because I'd just recommend you establish a two-hub pan-European logistics network with real-time itinerary progress monitoring. Although... And then I'd probably say something like Azerbaijan would be the obvious place for your outward field centre, being strategically close to the oil fields and exporter of dates, figs and cashews, as well as being a stable, albeit expanding democracy that can be seen as a gateway to the east. Mrs. Jones, that's incredible. Oh, hark at me prattling on. I'll get your toast. No, 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 no. Stay. You're a marvel, Beryl. This could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Oh, cheeky. I've been to Azerbaijan. I drove a petrol tanker all the way back to Britain without refuelling once. Remarkable. Although, when I arrived, the cargo had strangely disappeared. Milton, I think it would be better if Anton went to Azerbaijan. No, Beryl. I couldn't. The truth is, my family are also geographically challenged. Once, my uncle even went on a sponsored walk to raise money for people with a lack of sense of direction. He walked from Land's End straight into the sea. Oh, that's terrible. When he was in the sea, he looked up and he saw a red flag, which of course means no swimming, so he had to drown. So I drove straight to Azerbaijan to set up the business, stopping only in Hawaii to look at a map. Once I arrived in Azerbaijan, I decided I needed a new PA. After extensive interviews, I employed a girl called Kamala. We met in the new depot. 
Milton, you are very welcome here in Azerbaijan. But it is traditional to begin a business relationship with a gift. I know. I also know that your country's national dish is caviar. And thus, I have driven all the way across Europe with... A lorry full of doctors with masks. But caviar comes from sturgeons. Ah. Did you think... No, no, no. Milton, Azerbaijan is not like the West. If you want to do business in this country, you have to show respect to the locals, adapt their customs, enjoy their hospitality. Tonight, I take you to the local night spot. She was right. But the problem was, I can't dance. Fortunately, I had something from the cab of my lorry that could help me. Milton, this is great. They love you. Uh, How did you get to be such a great dancer? Oh, you know, natural rhythm, listening to the music. Turn around where possible. Pardon? Woohoo! Nothing. Turn around where possible. I'm sure I heard something. You've specially adapted your set nav, haven't you? No. In three yards, turn left, then turn to the right, jump in the air, and spin on your head. <laughs> no, this is disrespectful. The crowd are looking angry. Oh dear. Uh, what should we do? Take the first exit. Good idea. One for it. Business was booming, mainly thanks to a lack of standards in the natural gas industry. (laughs) Kamala ran the Azerbaijani end of the operation, and soon we were taking delivery of our 1,000th lorry. But Anton found our new Texan employee impossible to get along with. Hey, Milton, I thought your trucks were kind of dull, so I had them repainted. Check them out. If I may just interject, first of all, they look ghastly. And secondly, for the thousandth time, it's lorry, not truck. Hey, Milton, look at that. We got a red truck and a yellow truck and a red truck and a yellow truck. It's red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry. Can't help feeling I've made a rod from my own back here. (laughs) Chet liked to think big and modern. We were soon making fantastic investments. Firstly, in a brand new staff canteen. I do hope you've spent the money wisely. Of course I have. Look... Each driver sits at a table, then along comes a forklift truck, lifts up a fork, puts it into a sausage, lifts the sausage to the driver's mouth. Now here comes the knife lift truck. Milton, I really must protest. Have you any idea how much all this is costing? In the old days, you worked hard, but ever since Chet joined the company, you refused to lift a finger. That's not true. Well, what's that? That's my finger-lifting truck. Here, what's going on? What have you done to my calf? Where's my spatula and my pickled eggs? <gasps> Where's me deep-fat fryer? It's gone, Mum. Look, it's all new. But the fat in that fryer was a family heirloom. <laughs> my grandmother used it for frying food her whole life until she died at the ripe old age of 31. <laughs> Howdy, folks. Y'all like my new Tex-Mex fusion-style cafeteria diner? Not so much, no. Typical, Limey. Everybody loves Tex-Mex food. We got massive enchiladas, huge burritos, steaks the size of dinner plates. And tortillas the size of tablecloths. No. Bother. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Uptight Guy. Let's stop stabbing each other in the back. Why don't you try these ribs? Yeah, come on, Anton, stab him in the ribs. Tempting, though, that is, Milton. I must put on the record that I'm very unhappy. The food is entirely untraditional, the portions are obscene, and those ketchup sachets are far too big. 
What is it with you limeys and sachets? We rather like them. They're small and modest and hard to open, and we like them that way because we're British. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're crazy. Now, where's my spoon-lifting truck? <laughs> well, I'm out of here. No, you're still in here, sadly. Whatever, limey. I'm going to go and check on the truck. Lorries! Lorries! Why must you use that dreadful word? Truck, 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 truck. I'm afraid this is it, Milton. You've made your loyalties quite clear. The time has come for us to go our separate ways. Good. Beryl, I'm going somewhere else to eat an all-day breakfast. Would you care to join me? I'll get me coat. Milton, I'll leave you to find your own way out. When I emerged, Chet had taken over the day-to-day running of the company. And now I was rich, but bored. I tried to get back to plain old lorry driving but I crashed into the TV studios with the BBC film all their major dramas. After a while, Doctor Who and Spooks went ahead, but fortunately, there were no casualties. (laughs) So here I am, semi-retired in my luxury villa in Monaco, floating in a giant gin and tonic, about to have a nice drink of chlorinated water. (laughs) Hang on a minute. I picked up the receiver from my phone lift truck. It was the Sunday Times Rich List. Yes, I was at school with Rich before he made it big as a journalist. (laughs) My mother never really liked him, and he never really liked her, because she always got him confused with my other friend, Rich T, who for some reason she called Duncan. (laughs) But Rich needed my help. Milton, old chap, how would you like to be part of an exciting cross-European race for millionaire celebs? Wow, I'd love to dress up as a cross-European. I guess everyone goes for French, do they? No, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, it, it's like a crazy cannonball run thing. You and a bunch of celebs drive like nutters through all the major European cities. Istanbul, Budapest, Prague, Vienna, Paris, London, and then Winchester. Winchester? Yes, the person who comes first wins the city of Chester. Mm, Bit of a duff prize, but I'm a bit bored at the minute, so you're on. Excellent. Now, we need a starting point and wondered about your gaff in Azerbaijan. You could do the race in one of your lorries, if you like. Bit of publicity would be hilarious. Everyone's zooming along at 100 miles an hour. We've even got three premiership footballers to take part. So they're going to have to slow down. (laughs) Obviously. Anyway, sounds mahoosive, doesn't it? Big laughs. What do you say? More than happy to join in the fun. Hey, how about three Top Gear presenters on a hospital bed? What, you mean pushing it along? No, no, just in hospital. (laughs) And so I arranged to meet Rich at the start line. It had been such a long time since I'd been in Azerbaijan, I couldn't help thinking that I'd need a navigator. So I rang Kamala to talk about it. Milton, where are you? We're all waiting. Sorry, uh, got a bit lost. What can you see? I can see pyramids, a row of pyramids. You're in duty-free, those are Toblerones. <laughs> oh. Get on a plane and get here. When I arrived, I found Chet had sent me the pride of our lorry fleet, one he had said he'd well and truly souped up. It was an impressive machine, but the one glaring oversight was that I had to add the soup dispenser myself. But there was no time to try it out, as the race was about to start. There were fast cars revving their engines, surrounded by beautiful young women. The little gold shorts and bikini look was the order of the day. Milton, there you are. Are we ready? Yes, although I might change out of these little gold shorts. <laughs> There's no time. We have to get in the lorry. Start your engines and go! We zoomed off at great speed. 
Kamala drove the first stage, then as I took over for the second leg, the strangest thing happened. I saw a magic tree. It was hovering in the air. It didn't matter how fast I drove towards it. It always stayed in exactly the same place. And yet it was so close, I could smell it. And so the race continued. Soon we prepared to go through the Turkish border. Milton, the guards are waiting at us to stop. No, they just want to look at my shorts. We must tell them we're just part of the race. Get them on the CB radio. The what? CB radio. Ah, bit of a mix-up. I've installed CBB's radio. <laughs> CBB's radio. 10-4, 10-4, this is Rubber Duck. Are you picking up my frequency? Somebody's not in bed. Pickle's <laughs> not in bed. Those Turkish border police have changed, haven't they? <laughs> well, we have to go back and tell them. There is problem, big problem. You're right. The soup dispenser's broken. The brakes are not responding. Well, perhaps we should stop and take a look. You don't really get it, do you, Milton? Someone has sabotaged this lorry. What? No! We're dead! It's Chet! He's out to get you! Anton, is that you? What are you doing on CBeebies? No, no, look at the glove box! Anton! Could you give me a hand? Uh, all right. Thank you. That was a little bit of a squash. Oh, nice shorts. Thank you. <laughs> now, listen. Chet's got it in for you. He wants to take over your business completely. I've never trusted him ever since that unseemly sachet of ketchup incident in the canteen. What is it with you limeys and your ketchup? Now, that's Chet on CBeebies. That's right, Milton, you big diaper-wearing baby. How dare you ridicule me like that? I'm actually wearing skin-tight gold lame shorts. <laughs> and besides, you don't say diaper, you say nappy. Thank you, Milton. Whatever, girls, but thought you might be interested to know that truck's booby-trapped. And if you let your speed drop to below 60 miles an hour, it's kaboom! Firstly, it's a lorry, not a truck. Yeah, and secondly, your booby-trap won't work because neither Anton or I have boobies. (laughs) So long, suckers! So now what do we do? Let's not panic. We just have to keep going at 60 miles an hour. As Kamala concentrated on keeping the lorry moving fast enough, Anton phoned ahead and had the channel tunnel cleared so we could carry on at top speed. Meanwhile, I began to put my mind to the terrible problem we were facing. How to get the soup dispenser working. <laughs> at last, I succeeded. Oh, well done, Milton. Hold out your hand. Yeah! Oh, a cup would have been nice, but nevertheless delicious. Sorry. Wait, what is that wire? Of course. Milton must have dislodged it when fixing the soup dispenser. And if we look behind the radio, we'll find... There we are. One ticking bomb. Anton, quickly! No rush. Plenty of time. Unless we're running out of fuel. No. Bigger problem. You know we've been going at a steady 60 miles an hour. Well? We're about to turn onto the M25. Oh, Lord. (laughs) We're in trouble. We need to defuse this thing as quickly as possible. Can you do it? Not with my scalded hands, no. Still nice soup, eh? Agreeable, certainly. Still pressing on. Milton, I'll have to talk you through the diffusing process. It had come to this. The life of my friends dependent on my steady hand and cool nerve. What did my mum always say when times were difficult? Take the magic mix out of your trousers. <laughs> no, the other thing she used to say. Milton, sometimes help can be found in the most unusual of places. Yes, that's so true. 
Milton, sometimes your mother can be found scrunched up in the spare wheel compartment. Unusual advice, but I'll <laughs> certainly bear that in mind. No, Milton, your mother's stowed away on board. Phew. Mum, what are you doing here? Well, I was worried sick, and I've never trusted that Chet bloke. Not since that ketchup incident. That's exactly what I said. Now, if you'll excuse me, we need to defuse this bomb rather swiftly. I must have time for a cuppa first. Oh, lovely. No, Milton, there's no time It's all to... made up in the flask. Oh, give it here, Mum. Milton! The highly sugared tea seems to have completely eaten away the detonator wires. Never mind that. Look what it's done to my shorts. I'd rather not. <laughs> With the bomb diffused, we returned to the depot to confront Chet. But something wasn't right. Then we saw a lone figure in the darkness. Oh. Who's that? Oh. Hello? You've got to help. There's no sign of a night, boss. Sub Brian? I've been waiting for months. Annoying, isn't it? <laughs> Lorry. Thank you. And there's some tea if you like, but you may have to lick it off a bomb. <laughs> what? Nothing. Now, there's something odd going on in this warehouse. What's in all these containers? Someone's been fiddling with the paperwork. Look! Well, Beryl, I wouldn't jump to conclude. Yeah, the manifest markings on the end user certificates have been forged. You can tell because the underhang on the lowercase g is totally different in Azerbaijani commercial script. Hmm. Shall we have a little look? Guns, ammunition, armor-piercing bullets. Chet's from Texas. That's probably for personal use. True. Hold <laughs> up, someone's coming. So, you bunch of limey wise guys. I suppose you think you're clever. You defuse my bomb. Well, it wasn't that difficult. Found my stash of weapons. Anyone could have done that. And drew pictures of chipmunks all over the walls of my office. Well, that would be... Milton? <laughs> Certainly not. They're squirrels in Newcastle United kits. <laughs> Shut up! Something tells me this isn't just about smuggling guns. You know what this is about. I think I do. At that moment, Anton grabbed a lever and opened another container. Out came thousands of oversized sachets of ketchup. Get away from there! Those are mine! You're smuggling illegal sachets of ketchup. And look, they open really easily. <laughs> See how quickly I spilt that all over my bikini? You fiend! With this. Oh, I get away with it just fine. And soon every cafe in the land will have Texas-style Helton's of ketchup sachets. Look, here's the next shipment now. Milton, it's me! Get your hands off my truck! Kamala's driving his lorry. A huge lorry in the shape of a giant bottle of ketchup? Enough! It's over. Say your prayers. Kamala, tip up the back of the lorry. Use the power shift hydraulics manifold. <laughs> It's not coming out. Quick, Milton, give the giant bottle a few slaps like you would to a bottle of ketchup in me calf. I climbed the truck. Lorry! And gave it a few smacks. No, no, hold the ketchup! You certainly may. <laughs> Let that be a lesson, Chet. Yeah. We English have a certain way of doing things. And if people try to meddle with it, I, for one, will have no truck with it. Lorry. <laughs> That was another case of Milton Jones, starring Milton Jones, Tom Goodman-Hill, Lucy Montgomery and Dave Lamb. It was written by Milton Jones and James Carey, and the music was by Guy Jackson. The producer was David Tyler, and the programme was a positive production for BBC Radio 4. And listen again next time when you can catch another case of Milton Jones. Milton Jones.